Thank him. Come on, somebody, celebrate God today. Amen. Hey, uh, I, I got I to get on this thing real quick. So you ready? I, you're going to learn stuff tonight. I, I hope you came prepared to learn stuff. Okay? Show up to grow up. That's what we're doing, right? We do not, not want to go home the way we come in because that would be like wasting time, right? You got to show up to grow up. And in order to do that, you kind of got to get your big boy pants on. You got you to say, okay, you know, this might hurt a little bit. There's, I might say things tonight to some of you that might sound offensive. If that happens, cool. Because, my, hey, my goal, my goal is to move you. Okay? I, I want to move you. Why? Because God's been talking about, with me, he's been talk, sharing with me where he's taking you. And you want to get there. I said, you want to get there. You do not want to be the dude that's like, uh, you know, digging his heels in, trying to stay where you are. Now, you want to get to the place that God has called you to. Listen, destiny is calling you. Okay? Destiny is calling you. But because of that, hell is hunting you. Okay? Destiny's called you. Hell is hunting you. But fellowship and, and, and community, that will protect you. Let me tell you, one of, the, one of the safest places, the best place you can be. Isn't it cool? Because we've, we've been in here, you know, we've been rolling 33 minutes so far. And very few of you have sinned during that last 33 minutes. Some of you guys, that's, that's, a, that's like a world record. Okay. <laughs> I'm telling you. Some of you guys, you, you have a hard time going like 20 minutes. You just went 33 and you didn't... You know, I mean, if, if you skip over a couple of those things that you were thinking while I was talking a minute ago, because that wasn't nice, but uh, we won't call it sin. We'll just call it, that just wasn't, that was a borderline, what you were thinking. I, I can tell. And, but here, here's the deal, is, see, Ephesians, Ephesians talks about the, the purpose that God has for us. And, and uh, I give you an Ephesians scripture, pop that one up, what is it, 210, yeah. We are God's own handiwork. Hello, somebody? God, God, God's working on us. And we're his workmanship, recreated in Christ Jesus, born anew, that we might do those things which he planned beforehand. Yeah, I, just got, I just got you, I got I to encourage you to wrap your brain around this truth, around this reality that God has plans for you. All right, plans to prosper you, plans to give you hope, plans to give you, God's got plans for you. He planned beforehand. He has planned beforehand for you taking paths which he prepared ahead of time. There is a path that he prepared ahead of time. Man, destiny's calling you. Man, he, he, so that you can walk in it, live the good life which he's prearranged and made ready for you to live. You realize that there is a good life that God has prearranged and made ready for you. And, 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 you know, Jeremiah 1.5, when it says that, hey, before I formed you, I knew you, it's as if God had a dream about the future. Think about it. God was dreaming about the future, and he saw where you were going to fit. And so he shaped you and molded you, and, and he's equipped you to fulfill his dream. He, you ain't like anybody else. You know, does God have a plan B? I don't believe it. I think you're it. I, th I, think, I think God's just counting on you, that you're going to actually do what he's called and created you and equipped you to do. And, and, and he's empowered you. He's given you the ability to fulfill his dream. 
Man, his seed, his seed, that word of God, it's a seed inside of you. And quite often that seed, when it comes alive, it's a prophetic picture of the future that God's pulling you into. And that's what hell is hunting. He hell's after you because of that seed. It really ain't about you. It's about the purpose that God had in mind when he started creating you. You were brought into the kingdom for such a time as this. It all sounds great until, until we recognize that, hey, there's a great and effectual door opening to me and a bunch of adversaries. Okay, there are some forces that don't want you to win. It doesn't really matter because God's on your side. But you, you got to get your, your brain wrapped around this, that, man, God has a purpose for me. And that's what hell is after. You know, when you, when you hire a guard he, and, he, and you put him, you know, there's, there's something in the vault, and so he's guarding the vault. Well, it's not the vault that he's actually protecting. It's that which is contained inside that vault. Man, you're the carrier of the purpose of God. I don't, think you're, I don't think you're getting this. You are the, you are the carrier. The Bible says that uh, we have this treasure in earthen vessels. Man, I'm telling you, it's God in you that's so amazing. It's his power, his purpose, and his plan that's got hell all upset. And you, you just need to understand something, that you can't buy into that lie, that your life doesn't make any difference, that it, that it doesn't matter what you do, that it doesn't matter how you think. That it, it, you know, I'm, t- I'm here tonight to tell you that God has a purpose and a plan for your life. And he's called you out of darkness and translated you. The Bible says he's translated you into the marvelous light of his dear son. Oh my God. He's calling us. Out of darkness. And we're not talking about, like, hey, let's, 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 let's illustrate that and turn all the lights off. We're not talking about, the, you know, in the Bible, darkness is a, is a place of, of confusion. It, it's, uh, it's deception. It, it, it's, uh, you, you know, it's chaos. But you've been, you've been translated into the marvelous light, the discernment, the understanding, the revelation, the insight. It, it, man, it's like, it's like being in a place and having all of a sudden, boom, the lights come on. And you know stuff that you didn't know before. You spent your life in that spot. But, but the presence of God shows up. And all of a sudden, man, you see things that you ain't never seen before. You see it in a way that you ain't never seen it before. You know stuff. that you, you How did I miss this? And it's like the purpose of God coming alive. And that's where the enemy wants to keep you out of. He doesn't want you walking in that light. Remember what 1 John says, that if we walk in the light as he is in the light, then we've got fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus has cleansed us from all of our sin. If we walk in the light as he is in the light, you know what you got to do? you got to step into the light tonight. you got to get a revelation, man. You need God's word every single day of your life. But not, not, not for some rule, regulation, manipulation, control thing. Man, what's crazy to me is how the, you know, the, the, the mindset of the world and the mindset of the church, you know, I grew up, I grew up in this stuff. And, and you know, we, we're in an era where uh, the, the mindset of the church, the, the, the opinion of the house 
so similar in, in, in many situations as the opinion of the world. It's like, how did we get here? Because, see, the world looks at the Word of God. The world looks at the Word of God and, and thinks of it as, as, a, as a, wow, they're going my glasses, as, as a, uh, uh, you know, a bunch of rules and regulations. And uh, there was your thing now. And, um, uh, you know, looks at this like, you know, it's just so weird because if we, if we do everything it says and we don't mess up too much, you know, we're, we're going we're gonna to go to heaven. And uh, the church, who ought to know better, doesn't have a clue. A lot, a lot of believers don't have a clue about the Word of God. See, there's two parts. There's two parts to the Word. There's two parts to the Word. You've got to understand them. You know, uh, remember in John when it says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was, see, you know your Bible. And the Word became flesh. So, so the Word put on flesh and came to earth, and we called it Jesus. He is the Word. He's the person, the person of the Word. And he came, and, and he shed his blood, and he, and he, he went up to on, on a cross, and they nailed him to a cross, and they killed him, and they put him in a grave, but they couldn't hold him, because three days later, he popped back up again, and, and he, he didn't even stay there. He ascended up on high. And the person of Jesus has handled your victory for eternity. Okay, so, so what can separate me from the love of God? Neither height nor depth nor width nor breadth. I'm telling you, man, that the blood of Jesus, the blood of Jesus doesn't cover up your sin. It, it washes them away. Well, is that my sins, you know, past, present, and future? All your sins were future when he did it. Okay, so the person of Jesus sets you up for heaven. But then there's the, then there's the teaching, the word, the other part of the word, which... You know, he, he, he began to speak, and, and, and he, he, he spoke his word, and, and, and his word, man, has life in it, and, and his word, he is the word. He, he is the word. The person of the word set me up for heaven. The word doesn't set me up for heaven. It doesn't prepare me for heaven. Why? Because the person already handled that. Well, what's the word do? Well, this word prepares me for earth. This word, see, see, when you get born again and, and when your spirit is alive, the Bible says that you can, you can, you can understand, you can receive, and you can activate these, these truths from the word. And, 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 uh, and they come from heaven, but you can activate them on earth now. Now, the natural man, the carnal man, the natural man receiveth not the things of the spirit, neither can he because there's foolishness to it. He doesn't get it. He doesn't, get, he doesn't, he doesn't see it. I mean, we're looking at the world and, 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 you know, in church. Isn't it kind of funny sometimes in church when they talk about how, how bad it is in the world? Man, I can't believe how bad it's getting, how dark it is in the world. Well, flip your light on, baby. Because the darker it gets in the world, the easier it is to shine. I mean, it's just getting easier and easier. But you've got to understand something. You're not in the darkness anymore. You're in the light. You're in the light. You ain't living that old life no more. If you're living the same life that you lived before Jesus, you need to get born again again. And don't feel bad about that. You know, some guys it takes like nine, ten times. 
you know, I was an altar junkie for most of my life. You know, every time there's a, there was a season in my life, every time there's an altar call. As a matter of fact, one year of my life, I just told God, I'm going to respond to every altar call. Every altar call. I don't care what it's for. I'm going to respond to you because every time I get down there, man, and they're praying, I walk away and I got something awesome. So I didn't care. I didn't care what it was. You know, it was first time salvations. And, and, you know, we were at that, that was a year that we were in Salem. And so there were first time salvation calls at, you know, I go to different churches in Portland and I used to love to go to Portland to hear R.W. Shambach preach. And he'd give an altar call for first time salvations. I told God, I'm every altar call this year. And here I am, I'm pastoring a church down the street. I'm walking down to first time salvation. Why? Because I'm going to every altar call. <laughs> One of them finally took. Glory to God. <laughs> I don't know why I was talking about that. Uh, what was I talking about before that? Yeah, we're in the light. We're, we're not in the darkness. We're in the light. And, and, and you, you can't be living the same life. If you're living the same life that you were, you take another shot at this thing. See, Zoe, eternal life, it's the Greek word zoe, Z-O-E, John 10, 10, when he said, you know, I've come that you might have life. It's, it's not the ability to inhale and exhale. It's life as God has it. More life than death, more joy than sorrow, more peace than chaos, more hope than despair, more provision than lack, more healing than sickness. We're talking about a crazy, awesome life that most believers don't actually carry with them everywhere they go. They, they bump up into it every now and then. But then they, they slip back. They slip back. Why? Because somewhere, somewhere you have a belief system. See, every action is a manifestation of a belief system. Let, let, let me put it this way. Don't respond right now. Okay? Please, don't hold your... Don't, do not raise your... Look at your neighbor and tell them, don't raise your hands. Some of you people are going to have to sit on them because every time I say something, you just want to raise your hand. You don't, you're like a first time... You're like the altar call guy. Okay? But if I asked, how many of you believe reading the Bible is vital? Everybody would probably raise their hand. But then if we had a real moment of truth, how many read your Bible every day? A lot different picture. Well, the truth is, is that the only people who are reading their Bible every day honestly believe that reading their Bible is vital. The rest of us believe it sounds good. Okay, because it's, it's an action is a manifestation of a belief. And so you end up acting out your beliefs. So when the enemy shows up and starts messing and you start melting, it's because you believe he has power over you. But you got to change that belief because, see, you, you got to understand that, hey, I'm living in a different environment now. I'm not, that's the environment of darkness. I don't walk in the darkness I walk in the light. And here's the light. See, here's the, here's, the, here's the illumination. Here's the insight. It's Luke 10, 19. I think it says that he's given me authority over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means harm me. So the enemy ain't got nothing to pull on me. Man, I, I'll tell you what I'm going to do every single day of my life is demonstrate Satan's defeat. But what you have to understand is what we need, what we need is, is that we need to embrace the word. Man, I got born again, okay? I'm going to heaven. My, 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 you know, my, my eternity, I got victory in Jesus. 
But I need victory on earth. So I need the word, right? I need the word. And it's a different environment. It's called, it's called environmental protocol. Okay, environmental protocol. And all protocol is, is a set of rules that you would follow in, in a given environment. Okay, uh, so to make it super simple, um, anybody have a, a good hunting dog? You got one? You only got one good hunting dog? Well, you, is it a good hunting dog? You, you, know, you know the difference between a $100 hunting dog and a $10,000 hunting dog? Oh, it's breeding. No, it can, they can be the same breed. They can be out of the same litter. One of them can follow instructions, and the other one can't. What makes a hunting dog insanely valuable? <laughs> Sit. See, you can be the right breed, but if you can't follow his instructions, you're just not real valuable. See, the instructions aren't to manipulate you for eternity. It's to empower you for right here so that you can have victory right here and right now. Uh, I was listening to a man who had the awesome opportunity. He got invited to, uh, 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 to come speak at a conference, and he and five other speakers were the daytime speakers, and the night speaker was uh, Reverend T.D. Jakes. And uh, he got invited to the conference. It was at T.D. Jakes Church. So T.D. Jakes has all the evening services, and these other six gentlemen are going to do the mornings and the afternoons and all the workshops and that stuff. And and uh, he said that during the course of the, um, of the conference, at, at one point, these little cards were handed out. Uh, th this little guy came, and he had, he, you know, he, ha he had his suit on, and he was very proper, and he, but he just came in very, very, un you know, un very nothing, uh, you know, extravagant about it, but he just, he just got these little cards into their hand and, and asked him to open them later uh, when they got back to the room. He got back to his room. He opened the card. It was an invitation to uh, Reverend Jakes's house following one of the, well, I think, it, I believe it's like the Friday night, it doesn't matter what night it was, but he was going to the house after the meeting on one of the nights. He was pretty excited. He said that because he had heard that there was a, a night that uh, he would be inviting a certain small number of, of people up to the house, and every, he said, you know, and everyone was talking about it, and it was, there was quite a buzz because everybody was hoping to get to go, but he, he was just so lucky that he got one of those invitations. Inside the invitation, it, uh, there, was, there was a passcode, and it said, you know, that you're going to come to a certain gate, and when you get to that gate, put this code in, the gate's going to open, and, and uh, uh, put this put this in a in, you know this address in in your GPS and uh, and and it'll get there drive you can you can either arrive by taxi or drive yourself but do not do not bring anyone with you just it's very clear you're coming you're coming alone and 
uh, and so he, he got ready. He, he, uh, he got it all in the GPS. He, he got to the gate. Oh, man, this is exciting. This, is, this gate was pretty awesome. And put the code in, and the gate swings open, and he drives up, and, and, and he pulls in there, and there's a few other cars there, and, and there's a taxi that's coming around and, and, and dropping one of the other guys off. And basically, they got, they got, they got carried to a, an area. It was a parking area. It was a gated security parking area. And they waited, and right exactly at the moment that it said to be there on the card, be there by this time, and exactly at that moment, this, this, this long, uh, you know, it's like a party van thing came down. It's like a limo, and it picked them up, and it carried them from the parking area up to the house. You don't get to drive your car up to Reverend Jakes' house. You ride in the party bus. Okay, and they carry you up there. And he said he noticed immediately when they finally got up the hill to where the house was located, he, he said he just, wanted to, he just wanted us all to know that T.D. Jake's, his house, it is not a starter home, okay? <laughs> it's a very nice house. And he said they got out, and there were people there that were there to, to minister to them, to take care of them, to get them water. To, and he said, and, you know, and, and uh, they, they, they were just, there, there's this grand entryway. He said, it's just a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful home. And he said, and, but within just a few minutes, within just a few minutes, let me see your phone. Within just a few minutes, he said, he looked over there, and there's one of the other guys, and he was like this. And he said, and, and, a, and a guy came out. Here, you just, you work at a porn store. Okay. Um, said so within just almost immediately a guy came out escorted him to the door they both went out together and the, and the one never came back and then it was explained to them later one on one that there are so many viable threats against Jake's and his family that he can't allow you to put his house on your Facebook page it doesn't meet the protocol. See, when you're in a different environment, it demands a different protocol. It's really important that you get this because you know, and especially some of you, especially some of you millennials, because you want to, you you have a mindset that, well, bless God, they put their pants on one leg at a time, just like I do. But you're going to get into a different environment that's going to demand a different protocol. And if you want to sustain that, if you want to stay in that environment, you have to understand the protocol of that environment. In relationships, when Shelby and I got married just a little over 32 years ago, marriage had a different protocol than single life did. There were certain things that were no longer acceptable that day before yesterday that was fine but not no mo and she's done pretty good <laughs> see you this word is teaching you the environmental protocol of zoe life well well i think see that's your problem is that there is a way that seems right to you. Well, I don't think it matters if we smoke or drink. or Okay, but what level 
of liberty do you want to operate in? Because there is an environmental protocol that the Bible refers to as holiness that grants you access to things that the unholy can't touch. Well, you know, in this generation, this day and age, purity is not the same thing as it used to be. You don't get to define anything. His Word defines it. See, is it, why, why do you think the enemy doesn't want you tearing this thing apart and getting deep revelation? Man, we got a promise in here. It says that he will, you know, he'll open our eyes and show us great and mighty things which we know not. He will declare unto us the hidden things, the secret things, mysteries. Call unto me, and I'll answer you, and I'll tell you stuff you couldn't possibly know. But you have an enemy that wants to distract you and, 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 and to get you to, to forsake that information, to reject it, to turn your back on that, because you'd rather fit in to, to, a, to an environment, you know, I don't know, of, of what? Of coolness? I don't want my friends thinking I'm weird. How do you like to have your friends think that you're powerful? Maybe, maybe it'd be a good idea for you to consider that your friends could actually see you as victorious. See, there's an environmental protocol that's defined through that Word of God. And it's all about information that God wants to give you so that you can get to a place. See, you cannot live at a level higher than your understanding. I think the Bible puts it this way. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. See, God wants to change the way you think. relationally with God. He wants intimacy. He wants intimacy. Intimacy, you know, uh, intimacy is, you know, a lot of times you start talking about intimacy and everybody, you know, you know, well, they think, well, it's a sexual thing. Intimacy, deep intimacy is, intimacy is uh, unrestricted information. Even in relationships, see, because, see, the enemy, the enemy doesn't always show up with a, you know, with a long tail and horns on his head. A lot of times the enemy shows up and he looks, well, I tell you what he looks like. He looks like one of your friends. Because an enemy wants to feed your weakness and encourage that. Because if you, if, if, you, if you decide to press in after this purpose and after this, you know, uh, this destiny that God has for you, and there's people in your life that, that aren't excited about you going after your purpose, they're really not your friend. But see, a lot of us, uh, man, uh, I, I just want, I want to give you a model for a relationship that I think might really help you guys. Um, 
And it's just the tabernacle model of relationship. Just, you know, picture the Bible, the tabernacle. There was an outer court, there was an inner court, and then there was a holy of holies. And the holy of holies, that's the deepest place of information. That's, that's, the, that's the highest level of intimacy that you, that you can have with, with, with anyone, right? And, you, you know, you go there, you, you know, you go there with your spouse. You go there with one or two really, really, really close friends. But, and then, then there's the, you know, there's the outer court and, and there might be a few more people out there. You know, uh, the outer court, you know, is, is like, is just full of everybody. But that, that inner court, you know, it's probably, you know, a handful of close friends, but, but, but we don't, we don't really think this way because, you know, the information, we don't have a value on information anymore. You just think about it, you, you know, if you just came out of a bitter breakup, your, your, your marriage just, exploded, and you come out wounded, and, and then, you know, the first date that you have, you sit down someplace, and you tell them all about the, the, the problems of your marriage. See, that's a, that's a holy of holies conversation with an outer court individual. They haven't earned the right to hear that information. And let me tell you why it's a problem, because you cannot consistently perform a test that's inconsistent with your character. So if this is a part of your consistent action, it's not just in one area, but it's going gonna, it's gonna, to you know, go through and it's going to be part of every area of your life. So all we have to do is, is open up your Facebook account and see the information that you're willing to share with people you ain't never even met before. And you're jabbing your spouse and pushing that guy and tearing that person down and saying these evil things about... And you're sharing information with people that have not earned the right to hear it. So you don't value intimacy. So information, you, you can't be given information because you haven't proven yourself worthy to receive it. God wants you to understand that there's an environmental protocol where you need to control yourself just a little bit more than that. You need to show up to grow up. You need to not stiffen your neck and say, well, I'll tell you what, man. You need to just start telling me what I can say on Facebook. Now, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to go to the First Baptist Church. That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> and we'd like to say one thing before you go. Later. Because what would happen if you could just get yourself a little bit of growth If you could have the light pop up to a, just, I mean, bam, just elevate you, where you could have victory in areas of your life that you've never really been able to sustain victory before. See, I believe that's what God's calling you to do, is to just take a step up and realize that, you know what? He wants to share with me some insight, some wisdom, some revelation. You know, the Bible says that he's, you know, uh, that, that we're going to be sent out amongst the wolves. Well, wait, wh why would you do that? Well, it's just the way it goes, man. You know, life isn't always, isn't always easy. It's not always fun, but there's always a purpose. 
And he said, you know what, you're, 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 you're going to get out there, but man, you, you're going to walk in the light. But he said, but don't, but don't be foolish. Be wise. Be wise. Be wise as a serpent, gentle as a Be wise. So there's a wisdom that God wants you to operate in so that he can share his wisdom with you. But we can't share wisdom from heaven with you if you won't use it in the earthly realm. Feel me? So it's like God's bringing you to a place where it's like graduation day. Look at somebody and tell them, I'm about ready to graduate. Because when you walk in the light, check it out, and we're almost done. You're not going to walk the same as when you walked in darkness. So, so you got to start changing the way you walk. And, but the, the walking in the light, let me tell you what you're going to have. When the lights are on, does it, not, does it not just make a little bit more sense that when the lights are on and you can see what you couldn't see before, that your level of confidence is going to be where it's never been before? Then Hebrews 10, 35 says, don't, don't, don't let stuff strip away your confidence. Don't lose that because it's tied to a great reward. It's tied to a great reward. And I'm going to tell you something. The greater the reward, the greater the battle. Matter of fact, don't even fight battles that don't have a reward. If there ain't no reward, don't waste your time. But he said, you know, don't, don't lose this confidence. But, but you have need of patience. Look at verse 36. That you, have, you have need of steadfast patience and endurance. Everybody say Endurance. You know, there are, some, there are some enemies, by the way, that the only way to beat them is to outlast them. Just outlast them. And, and he said, but, but you, so that you can perform and fully accomplish the will of God. Yeah, man, I'm telling you, you, you just need to hang in there and do the will of God. Well, how am I going to do the will of God? It's going to be the ways of God. Well, how am I going to know the ways of God? It's going to be through the word of God. Yeah, I'm telling you, it's always going to come back to this. That you got to get that word in you. Look, look, look at that. Look at, you're going to accomplish the will of God and therefore receive and carry away and enjoy to the full what is promised. Man, man, God's got this promise for you and he doesn't want you to get a part of it. He wants you to get it to the full. Because the reward is greater. Man, the, the reward is greater than the battle. Remember when, when the Bible says, uh, is it Hebrews 12? It says we're surrounded by such a great crowd of witnesses who have borne testimony to the truth. Let's strip off every weight and the sin which so easily entangles us. And let's run with patience the race that is set before us. And let's look unto Jesus, who's the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross. See, there was a, there was a reward at the other end. I'm telling you, there's a reward at the other end of this fight for you. God's going to position you. He, he's going to position you to win and succeed regardless of the situation. God's fixing to bless you. But you've got to know his word. You've got to press into that word, man. You've got you, you to apply that word. You, you, get it. I'm, I'm, happy, I'm happy it's on your bumper, but now maybe you could get it in your heart. Come on, let, let, let's get his word in our heart and, and, and so that we don't miss this great thing that God has for us. And let's realize that, you know what? I can demonstrate Satan's defeat every day of my life, but I'm going to have to do it God's way. I'm going to have to do it God's way. 
and he's not trying to hide it from me. He's trying to reveal it to me. God wants to change the end result. The enemy wants you to collide with chaos, with devastation, with defeat. And God wants to change that. He wants you to have a peaceful habitation. Peace. He wants to give you a hope and a future. His plan is to prosper you. He's going to cause you to live the good life which he prearranged and made ready for you to live. But you got to quit fighting the word. you got to start embracing the word. you got to quit making excuses for why that one doesn't, you know, fit into your world and start embracing it. Saying, okay, God. Going after your word. Because it's what, it's what this environment demands. Well, I'll just pray harder. You know that there are some, I, I want you to pray harder. I want you to pray harder. Even, even sin, you know, breaking, breaking, breaking through in areas where, where sin's been such a prevalent part of your life, it doesn't happen because you pray hard. David said, thy word have I hid in my heart, so I won't sin. Pray all you want, but you got to get that word. You got to get that word. And you can't even pray effectively without the word because effective prayer is taking God's word into God's presence, getting to agreement with God on that word. It's all about the word, man. We got to press into this word so that we can step into the light. Man, there's things, in your, there's things that, that are within your reach right now that God wants you to get your hands on. But you're going to have to turn the, you're going to turn the light up a little bit so you can even see it. Well, just know that he's bringing you to that place of insight, revelation, wisdom. I just want you to close your book, bow your head. Father, we just thank you. We thank you, Lord, for the word that is going to prepare us for victory on earth. It allows us to tap into the things of heaven and bring them into manifestation right here on the earth. And we thank you for Jesus, the person of the word. God, we celebrate him. While heads are bowed and eyes are closed, we're all going to pray a prayer together. And if you're here tonight, and it's time for you to get your life right with God. You've tried and tried and tried to be a good guy, a good gal, to, to do things right. But see, it's not about the things you do. It's about the person you know. And so tonight, as we get ready to pray this prayer, if you're here and you know that, you know what, it's time for me to have a, a, a real relationship with Jesus Christ. I need Jesus to become the Lord of my life. I'm, I'm willing and ready to surrender my life to Jesus Christ and let him take his position on the throne of my life. If that's you, and you're going to make this prayer your prayer tonight. While no one's looking around, I won't embarrass you, but, but if you're here tonight, say, man, Tom, that's me. We're all going to pray it together, but you're going to make it your prayer? I want you to hold your hand up real high. So I can just, I just want to agree with you in prayer. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. It's awesome. You can put them down. Anybody else? Yeah, it's time for me. I need to get my life right with Jesus. I'm doing it now. And everybody in this place, just pray this with me. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, I know I need you. I need your love. I need your acceptance. I need your forgiveness. Come into my life. 
Change me from the inside out. Give me hope. Give me strength. Give me vision. I choose to live for you every day of my life. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for setting me free. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Come on, guys, give the Lord one more big praise. He's worthy. He said big praise. We can do better than that. It's Saturday night. Was that awesome or what? How many people are just, man, we're so blessed. The G is so blessed. Hey, if it's your first time here, real quick, I just want you to put, uh, pull out your, your worship guide. But if it's your first time here, uh, the, the garden as a whole just wants to uh, say welcome. We're, we're very glad that, you know, you're here. We hope you love it. Um, we want you to stay. If you don't, we won't talk about it. But, but hey, honestly, if it's your first time here, fill out that, that white connection card inside your worship guide. You can take it to the info center. It's right out there. Uh, get a free gift from us. Uh, no strings attached, just like God's love. That's what we like to say. Uh, but secondly, if you just made that prayer, if you raise your hand and you made that prayer, your prayer, uh, on behalf of our pastors, uh, and we love you, and you just made uh, the greatest decision that you could ever possibly make. And so we just want to take this time right now to congratulate you on that decision. So, yeah. If you made that prayer, your prayer, fill out that card. Uh, hand it to an usher after service. Uh, you can take it to an all-out bin, which is right in uh, the entranceway doors, um, or take it to the info center and turn it in there. But again, congratulations. You just joined an undefeated team uh, with the greatest coach uh, that's ever been placed in the universe. So, amen. Who's excited for Christmas? Yeah. I'm excited for Christmas. I'm excited for presents. A lot of families are excited for presents. I'm excited that we get to bring presents for families. Yeah. If you don't know, we have a little station right out there. You can walk out there and you can, you can pay for presents to bless a family with. Uh, you can also go out and, and buy presents and bring them here. Um, but we just have a station set up. We would love for you guys to take your money, leave it here so we can go buy presents and bless families. Uh, we're going to have Christmas at the G. If you were here for that last year, um, make some noise because that was absolutely awesome. Uh, so we're going to do that again. Um, but it's all about blessing families, man. Uh, you know, Jesus' birthday, kind of. But we're just going to bless families. So bring, go buy some presents so we can give it away. All right. Uh, last but not least, if you need prayer for anything after the service uh, by each screen, uh, we're going to have prayer partners. And, and uh, we believe in, in the power of prayer here at the church. And we just want to uh, agree with you and and set you up to succeed and win in any given situation in life. So so uh, don't pass that up. If you need prayer, go ahead and and take on that opportunity. But uh, if tonight was awesome, just make one more time. Give God a hand. <laughs>